0: As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhum Bismillah wa alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah Continuing with the book, Hasnul Muslim We've reached the chapter which we started last week pertaining to the du'as which are used for the opening of the salah, al istiftahat Today we're going to take another one of those du'as which you use in the opening of your salah and it's collected by Imam Abi Dawood rahimahullah ta'ala narrated from our mother Aisha radiyallahu anha who said Qalat she said, Can Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi it is salah? That the Prophet sallallahu Wasallam, when he would open the salah, meaning start the prayer off, call, he would say, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, wa tabarakasmuka wa taala jadduka, la ilaha ghayrak. The Prophet sallallahu would say these words. And let's look at the meanings, inshallah. Qawluhu subhanakallahumma ayunaziyuka ya عن الند Meaning, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when I say Subhanak, I am disassociating you from any partners, any equals, there's nobody like you. So you are disassociated, disassociated, removed from any type of shortcoming, any type of uh, blemish, or any type of thing which we looked upon as being a negative thana wa hamd. You are the one truly deserving of all types of praise and all types of glorification. So Subhanak, as we've just described, it has these meanings and the reality is that the one more than one studies about Islam and studies about Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la and worships Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la in the correct way so that the knowledge can be nurtured. The more the person's heart and soul will come to realize this, that Allah is the only one that is truly worthy of being praised in this perfect manner. He is u- uniquely amazing and majestic in a way that nobody else can be. So the more one reads about Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, the more one reflects upon the religion, the more one purifies their heart and soul through worship in the correct way. Then the more one will come to this realization and will, won't be able to control themselves except to be in awe of Allah subhanahu wa taala and except to be in love with Allah subhanahu wa taala and this is from the greatest of objectives of why we study our religion and why we worship Allah subhanahu wa taala. So subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika wa bihamdika wa So this wa wa bihamdika is waul and it means that this tasbih that I just gave you and now I'm saying bihamdika, i I'm recognizing that you need to be praised also why because it's only through your virtue and through your mercy and kindness that I was able to give that tasbih in the first place and Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, you are the only one that gave me the ability and reminded me and helped me to be in the presence of mind to praise you, to give you Tasbih in the first place. That's why I also need to recognize that I need to thank you and praise you because when I thank you and praise you, I'm recognizing that it wasn't me that brought myself into the state, cognitive state of recognizing Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la and the need to worship Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. Brother, it was from your mercy, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, your guidance, and your gift to me. So, as we know that when we have this hamd, when we have this praise in our states, in, in our, as, as a state of being that we are praising Allah for every good that we come across, and every good that we do, then it saves us from being arrogant. It keeps us in a state of humility. It keeps us in a state of love and appreciation for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and deep gratitude. And also, it brings about huge benefits. What is that benefit? Allah says in the Quran, wa Wa rabbukum la in And when your Lord had proclaimed, has proclaimed that you, O mankind, when you give thanks, then Allah will increase you. So when we give thanks to Allah subhanahu is known as al Al-Jalib. It's known as the thing that protects the bounty that we have and it brings more for us. So, when we give thanks to Allah in the true way, it protects what we already have from bounties and it brings us more bounties from Allah. So, the more we thank Allah for allowing us to worship Him, allowing us to take the sweetness of faith, allowing us to enjoy the Islam that He's given us as a gift, then the more Allah will increase for us these gifts that He has bestowed upon us. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we say Kathrat Meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your name and your names, they are so so full of blessings in the heavens and the earth. Kathrat, there are so many blessings in your names and attributes in the heavens and the earth. Fabihi wa So due to your names and through your names we gain all kinds of goodness and through your names and worshipping you through your names and living by your names and attributes we avoid all types of harm and difficulty so the one who spends time learning about Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la, learning the names and attributes of Allah and that occupies their soul okay then this person is truly going to have a blessed life because we just said wa اسْمُكَ and glorified and blessed and full of Barakah is your name and names. So the person that lives with these names, through reading, through studying, through implementing, through reflecting, then this person's life is truly going to be blessed due to the dictates of the meanings of those names. Ta'ala Jadduk is the next thing we say. Jadu wa Adhamatuhu. So the Jad of Allah subhanahu wa taala when we say Ta'ala Jadduk, High and Mighty is your Jad. means High and Mighty is your is Adhamatullah. Is your is your state of being of being so magnificent and powerful, and in control of everything in existence, right? Ay ta'ala 'adhamatuhum fauq, fauqa kulli adama. That Allah سبحانه و Allah's greatness is above and greater than any type of greatness that we may imagine in this world. So this word jad, you call jadda fulan fi nas ay adama fi iyunihim wa jalla fi sudurihim. That when the word is used linguistically, jad, right? It means that jad, a person is magnified in the eyes of people. The people look upon this person with awe, okay? And even in their hearts, they have awe of this person. When they're around this person, they behave in a different manner. So the true jad, it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Okay? That Allah, azawajal, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala He is supreme. He's the one that has conquered and controlled, not conquered because to conquer something you would have to have be absent from it in the first place but Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la is in full control of everything that exists in the heavens and the earth there is none that can question him as to why he does such a thing there is none that can take from him anything of his kingdom and dominion except with his permission so Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la has true supreme might and majesty and as we said when it's used linguistically amongst the people it means that a particular person has Jad That the people are in awe of that person, and the people they raise him high in status, and their hearts and chests are filled with awe of that person. And that's how we want to be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we want to be in true awe and amazement with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we think about Allah and the gifts that He gives us, and the way He's created the universe, and how amazing His legislation is, etc., etc., whenever we reflect upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what He's revealed or created, it should fill our hearts with awe. It should fill our hearts with love it should fill our hearts with humility it should fill our hearts with reverence it should fill our hearts with magnification all of these meanings because if the heart is connected to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this way in this manner it's not going to chase after the creation as so many people do who are void of having these feelings in their heart whenever they hear about a certain person on earth they become so excited and so amazed and so much in awe of that person's news whereas us what matters to us is to know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't care so much about the creation. Yes, we respect everybody, we give them their rights, but we don't chase after the creation, we chase after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the hearts were created to recognize this. And the ones who don't recognize this, they will never find happiness, tranquility, or peace. Because Allah says, Allah ta'tma'inul is it not with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or we can translate it, it is only with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the hearts they will find tranquility and peace. And that is the reality of our situation. That if we want tranquility and peace, we have to fill our hearts with the descriptions that I just gave pertaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. la meaning that there's none to be worshipped in truth except you, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ما يستفاد من الحديث؟ What else can we take as benefits from this Hadith? Firstly، ما كان عليه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من تمامي تحقيق that the Prophet وسلم, it shows us how the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was in a relationship with Allah سبحانه وتعالى of complete servitude. and the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would always uh, always enumerate Allah سبحانه وتعالى in praise and in descriptions of glorification. Secondly, Tadammana had a Dua and Wa Tawheed Thalatha, that this Dua, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik wa tabaruk asmak wa ta'alu jaddik wa la ilaha ghayrak. This Dua, it compromises the three aspects, the three categories of Tawheed, which are famously known, Tawhid al-Rububiyya, the Tawheed, the Oneness of Allah's Lordship, that He alone is the Creator, the Sustainer. The provider. Tawheed al-uluhiyya That Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la is the loan that, we, loan that we give our worship to. We don't give our worship to any other than Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la. Wa Tawheed al-asma wa sifat And that Allah alone has perfect names and attributes that we should learn and that we should worship Allah through them. Tayyim. And also we benefit Ibtal man da'a ghayr Allah That whoever calls upon Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la, then this is futile and it's worthless and it has no value in the sight of Allah سَوَاءَن كَانَ الْمَدْعُو Whether that person is a messenger that was sent by Allah or it's a close angel that Allah has أو عَبْدًا صَالِحًا or a righteous person that the people claim and think is righteous So all of these people whether it's prophets or angels or whether it's righteous people in the eyes of people if they are called upon besides Allah then this is futile and it won't help the people in, in any way shape or form as we mentioned our hearts are chasing after Allah we don't chase after the creation because Allah says in Surah Al-Hajj ذَٰلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهُ وَالْحَقِّ is because Allah he is the truth, the reality and those or whoever is called upon besides Allah is falsehood and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the raised, the mighty, the highly raised and the mighty. Shaykh al Taymiyyah he had some words to say about, <coughs> about this dua and other opening duas in general. the Duas that we use when we open our salah, the starting of the salah. He said, may Allah have mercy upon him, that all of the established open du'as from the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, they are permissible by the agreement of the scholars, of the Muslims قط, That the Prophet ﷺ never used to continue upon just one particular istiftah, one opening salah rather well, he would change between them وَالْأَفْضَلَ أَنْ يأتي as the Shaykh says Ibn that it's better for a person for each Salah that he changes from one to the other. That he comes with different types of opening du'as. That the person when worshipping Allah should always choose for a different Salah, a different opening du'a. Right? And the person shouldn't join between them. Shouldn't mix between the variety, the, the various different openings. Uh, uh, prayers in the salah one of the benefits of this and one of the virtues is that this keeps a person cognizant and thinking about what he's saying because if you say the same thing all of the time you he or she will become accustomed to this and kind of become in a monotonous robotic frame of mind whereas when you change up the duas and you think of you use the new duas that you've learnt then not only does this keep you in connection with Allah ﷻ, and it gives you energy because you're doing something new rather than doing the same old thing all the time but also it's reviving the sunnah, it's keeping the sunnah alive because if the people only memorize one dua then worry about all the other duas that the prophet taught us then they're going to be lost right so we need to make it a habit that we look into these duas which have profound deeply profound beautiful meanings and we try to let's make a goal for ourselves that we learn one new dua every year so I've given you so much time 12 months learn one dua the opening duas every year so after 10 years you're going to have 10 of the uh, authentic duas that the Prophet taught us to use in the opening of the Salawat in the opening of the prayer so there are many more duas in this section the du'a's pertaining to the opening of the prayer but we're going to leave those alone uh, because the majority of us haven't memorized them. We've only memorized probably the ones that I've just gone through. So we're going to jump now to the next section, which is Dua Al-Ruqur, speaking about the supplications made in the Ruqur. The first of them we take, Subhana Rabbil azim thalatha times to say Subhana al-Azim, And this comes in the hadith of Hudayfa ibn Yaman, anhu, collected by Imam Abi Dawood. With this companion, he narrated from the Prophet ﷺ صلى صلى وسلم, that he, Hudhayfa, used to pray. He prayed with the Prophet ﷺ. For can he say in his ruku' and the Prophet ﷺ would say in his ruku', in his bowing, Subhana Rabbi al-Azim, and in his prostration on the floor, he would say Subhana Rabbi al-Ala. He would say Subhana Rabbi al-Ala. And then the companion, he continues and he says That whenever the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would come across a verse in the Qur'an when reciting, okay a verse in the Qur'an in his Salah which pertains to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa taala then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would stop at that point, reflect and beg Allah subhanahu wa taala for his mercy. And neither would the Prophet when he would come across a verse pertaining to the punishment of Allah that he would just pass by. No, the Prophet would stop and reflect and beg Allah from the protection of his anger and his punishment. Had alftu Abi Dawood and this is the narration found in the collection of Imam Abi Dawood. So we're talking about now what we say in the Rupu, and of course we're going to touch upon what was mentioned in the hadith about what you say in the sujood So the first thing we look at, Subhana Rabbi, as we just mentioned what Subhan means in the previous dua. Meaning that I glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I declare that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far removed from any shortcomings and any deficiencies and any blemishes of any sort. ربي, and the word rabbi my lord قال ابن أثير رحم الله, the, the scholar Ibn Athir he said يطلق في لغتي على المالك that the word رب linguistically has the meaning as follows number one Malik, the owner the owner and controller وسيد المدبر and Sayyid Al-Mudabbir also the one who owns and the one who takes care of the affairs puts everything into motion and and, and, um, organizes everything Wal-Murabbi and Al-Murabbi is the one that nurtures that nurtures, okay that gives the person or creation whatever they need to benefit in life Wal-Mun'im and munim the one that bestows bounties upon the creation so when we think of the word Rabb, it has these meanings that Allah is the Malik He's the owner, the, control, the controller of everything that exists the Malik and he is, al- he is the Sayyid and Al-Mudabbir He is the one who takes care of everything in terms of organization and He is Al-Murabbi the one that gives us and nurtures us with everything that we need to benefit in life Wal-Mun'im and He is the one subhanahu wa ta'ala that bestows upon us bounty and gift after gift. That is why some people when they understand these meanings and they connect with these meanings, when they say Ya Rabbi, it invokes in them emotions of love and awe and attachment to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-Ala, because they know Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-Ala, is the Rabb which contains all of the meanings that we just touched upon. Imam Sa'di, rahimahullah Taala, the famous scholar, may Allah have mercy upon him, he said the word Al-Azim. Azim, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. So the word Al-Azim Kamil Al-Asmaa The one who is complete and perfect in his names and attributes Kathirul Ihsan Wal khayrat The one who, is, who who has so much good and Ihsan, so much good to his creation ولسانك, So praise Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala With your heart and with your tongue Wa Jawarihika And also with your limbs لأنه أهل because he Subhanahu wa ta'ala, is deserving of that وهو المستحق لأنه لأن يشكر فلا يكفر and he is the one deserving that he should be thanked and not disbelieved in not disbelieved not only in disbelief of his existence but also disbelief in terms of not thanking him and appreciating what he has given to us that is also considered كفر كفر نعم كفر that we, we don't recognize the blessings and bounties that Allah SWT has given us. Wa yudkar fala yunsa that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the one to be remembered and not forgotten. Wa fala and to be obeyed and not to be disobeyed. So this is the understanding of the word al ala. Al a'la Subhana Rabbi al ala, and then Subhana Rabbi al a'la. What we say in sujood al a'la. Hiya Sifatu sifatul ali. It is a description for Allah the one that is high above. And it alludes to the fact that Allah is high and above all of his creation. So everyone in creation is submissive, submissive to his command. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is able to be he is able to compel them and control them. Nobody can escape his grasp, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Qala Islam ibn Taymiyyah says some amazing words. And that is because when we say, subhanahu Allah, we are glorifying Him and recognizing that He is the Most High. It is because when we're in sujood, it is the most complete expression of of our submission to Allah Subhanahu and our humility humility and poverty before Allah Subhanahu wa as a slave. And also our humility, an expression of our humility when we are in subdued before Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And we're doing this with the most honourable thing that we have for the sake of Allah and it is the face of the servant, the face of the slave. So the most honorable thing that you have in your being is your face right we put that on the floor out of submission to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of submission to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of uh, recognizing that we are in need of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we are truly poor in front of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we put this on the ground so it's appropriate that in this situation that we describe our Lord as being the Highest because when we put our face with that connection and that understanding then we, of course we acknowledge that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la is the Most High والأعلى أَبْلَغُ مِنَ الْعَلِيِّ and the word A'la is more far reaching in terms of meaning than the word Al-Ali so due to this act that we do we prostrate with our foreheads with our face which is the most honorable thing that we have out of humility and servitude and submissiveness and Acknowledgement of Allah's greatness and that we are only his slaves and in complete need of him at all times Then due to this connection and this action that we have now established as the slave to his Lord Subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah gifts us an amazing gift the Prophet said أَقْرَبُ مَا يَكُونُ العبد مِنْ رَبِّهِ وهو ساجد. In Sahil Muslim أَقْرَبُ مَا يَكُونُ العبد مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَهُوَ سَاجِد فَأَكْثِرُ الدعا. That the closest a person is to his Lord or her Lord is when they are in prostration. So increase in making dua. Because in this point, because you've established that connection, that relationship between you and Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, then Allah Azawajal gives to you a gift which is that now your duas are going to be answered in this position. So the Prophet ﷺ said, For du'a." And another narration, he said, it's very likely that your dua is going to be accepted in this position. So it's a gift from Allah and a gift that we should use and not rush in our sujood. We should spend as much time as possible in the sujood, worshipping Allah and begging from Him. And also that we benefit some amazing words. And these words are really amazing. When you read them in Arabic, they really make you reflect and 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 give you all of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at the same time happiness and joy so from this relationship of sujood so the slave understands that he doesn't have from pride and greatness a portion and also having a status of being high of being high on the earth لَيْسِ الْعَبْدِ فِيهِ حَقِّ The slave, the servant doesn't own any of that. فَإِنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ ذَمَّمَّ مَنْ يُرِيدُ الْعُلُوَ فِي الْأَرْضِ Because this belongs to Allah. And Allah has 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 blamed the ones who want to be high and above everybody on the earth. كَفِرْعَونَ Like Fir'aun وَإِبْلِيسِ And like the shaytan وَأَمَّا الْمُؤْمِنِ فَيَحْصُلُ لَهُ الْأَلُوُ بِالْإِيمَانِ As for the believer, then His Highness and his raising in status. It doesn't come from chasing the earth. It doesn't come from chasing the dunya. It comes from his Iman, his belief in Allah and his or her actions in terms of worship and knowledge. That is how they gain Highness. Not through chasing the world, world as Allah says ولا ولا And don't despair and don't have sadness whilst you are Believers and you will be above whilst you are above if you are Believers so Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la is telling the Believers that never despair of the situation that you may be in never despair of the fact that you may be few in the earth or weak at some times okay la because the reality is that you are always above In kuntum mu'minin if you are Believers of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. so it's through Iman through Submission to Allah Zawajal, through Acts of Devotion to Allah Zawajal, and through serving the religion of Islam is that is how a person finds themselves raised like the Prophet ﷺ said in another narration <laughs> whoever has humility for the sake of Allah and is humility in front of Allah humble in front of Allah then Allah will raise this person in status and honor الْعَبْدَ سَبَّحَ إِسْمَ So as we mentioned because the person puts him himself in that low position before Allah in the sujood, he praises Allah and makes the Spear of Allah glorifying him and saying that Allah is the highest. فَهُوَ سُبْحَانَهُ So he Allah is the highest. Abdul Asfal And the slave is the lowest in relationship between him and Allah. Like Allah is the Lord and the slave is only a slave. And Allah is completely rich and the slave is poor in front of Allah. And there is not between the slave and his Lord except only the relationship of servitude. So all of us who are running after the creation, running after saints, running after prophets, running after celebrities, Stop doing that. Be connected only to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-Ala. Worship is only to Allah فَقُلَّمَا So every time the slave improves and perfects his relationship as a slave between to Allah جل, then Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-Ala allows him to come closer to Allah لِأَنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ رَبُّهُ لِأَنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ بَرٌ Because He Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-Ala, is giving Jawadun generous محسن, always doing good العبد ما يناسبه gives the slave that which is required and that which is appropriate for him so every time the slave is more in need of Allah جل, then, this, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases him in richness or it could mean also every time the slave shows poverty to Allah then Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la increases that person in richness وَكُلَّمَا aduma ذُلُّهُ لَهُ كَانَ az and every time the person uh, submits more to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la as a poor humble servant then Allah Azawajal increases the person in honour and might so our honour and might is not through celebrating the World Cup our honour and might is not through chasing celebrities our honour and might is not through speaking a particular language or dressing in a particular way our honor and might is doing everything that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. That's where we get honor from and that's where we get might from. A few more things that we can benefit from the hadith. Number one, ruku. The obligation of magnifying Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and glorifying Him in the position of the ruku because the Prophet said in the hadith As for the ruku, then in it Make the of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, magnify the praise of Allah and recognize how amazing and powerful and magnificent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. ثلاث, and three was mentioned and the intent from three, saying three times Rabbi or three times Rabbi ala, is that the person has tranquility in the action that they are doing. Not like the one who just pecks on the ground up and down, a quick prostration or a quick bowing in the ruqoo, but rather the person is not playing, uh, the heart is not absent-minded, and nor is the person playing with their clothing and their, their limbs, rather they are focused on Allah اللَّهَ the magnification of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the one that is praying is with the heart, the tongue, and the limbs. All of those connected. And that is by making the effort to learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to get to know Him through the knowledge that He has revealed, and also through practically worshipping Allah by doing good as much as possible, because that brings you closer to Allah and allows you to know Allah even more. And it also teaches us these narrations that um, how incorrect and how wrong and how false is the way of the people of pre-islam the pre-islamic ignorance In mm-hmm. that they would bow down and prostrate to people as a way of welcoming them as a way of greeting them and subhanAllah you find this a person that doesn't have Allah in their heart, in, in the correct way, that this person is willing to bow down and willing to humble themselves in front of the creation, instead of having might and honour, and only humbling themselves for the sake of Allah يَجُرُّهُمْ إِلَى أو السجود لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ And this causes the person to make either bowing or prostration to other than Allah the Sunnah when the person is making ruku is that his, that his or her back is as straight as possible. Fil, fil mad, and this is in each position. When the person is prostrating, elongating his back, and when the person comes up, and also when the person goes down to make sujood the companion عنه, he said كان النبي إذا رقع سوى ذهره حتى لو سب عليه المال استقر that the Prophet when he would make Ruku, he would make in and his back being straight to such an extent فكان إذا رقع سوى ذهره حتى لو سب عليه المال استقر that when he would make Ruku, his back would be so straight that if water was to be spilt on his back then the water would have remained where it was spilt, it wouldn't have run off the back of the Prophet so we ask Allah to give us benefit from these short words and to make us from those that learn du'as and understand du'as and implement du'as in every aspect in our life and learn to live with Allah in a way that pleases Him Allah make us from them, Ameen anything which was correct was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala any mistakes and shortcomings were from myself and Shaytan. assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah